Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I guess it isn't surprising. We've spent a lot of time here on the air talking about the issues that Canadians face in navigating the healthcare system these days. And we know there are some real challenges right now, and it affects, well, every aspect of the system. Now, a specialized group of physicians talking about the issues they're facing. We know there are human resource shortages right across the healthcare system, you know, from, from you know, highly specialized doctors right on down. It's everybody is dealing with shortages from coast to coast. So um, this is about allergists, and it's a pretty serious situation. So we're going to get into that conversation now. Joining us to give us the details, we have Dr. Miriam Hanna, who is a pediatric allergist and clinical immunologist and a professor at McMaster University. Uh, Dr. Hanna, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you being here. Thank you for having me on. Well, when we uh, to get started here, when, when we talk about allergists, um, we're talking about some very highly specialized physicians, correct? That's what, when we say allergist, there's a, that's, a, that's an official designation. Uh, yes, it is. So um, for all of us, we would have gone through either internal medicine or general pediatrics as a specialty and then completed another two to three years of subspecialty just in allergy after that. So these are people that have done six or seven years after their medical school training to get to be designated as allergists. How many of those do we have in Canada? Is there any way of knowing? Uh, There's approximately 200 to 250 registered allergists in Canada at any given point. Changes a little bit from year to year as more enter and some retire. Makes sense. Uh, and I would imagine, like many highly specialized physicians, we're talking about them being concentrated primarily in the major centers, right? Absolutely. We have um, like a, a big number of them that are in Ontario, Alberta, and BC. But then we have some provinces across the prairies where there's maybe one allergist or none even in some of our provinces in the Maritimes. Wow, none at all. Yeah, and like even in the territories, there's some areas that have none. There simply aren't enough allergists all over the country. So obviously, I guess the answer seems self-evident, but uh, for people seeking this kind of specialized medical attention, dealing with allergies, obviously it's resulting in long, long waits if you can get care at all, right? I mean, yes, it is resulting in long wait times. We're seeing an increased number of people that are reporting allergies. And you guys may have felt that in your social circles where more and more people are talking about them. We're definitely seeing an increase in allergies being reported. And that's creating a higher demand for this subspecialty service that really there aren't enough allergists to begin with across Canada for. So in terms of weights, has that been documented, like where we are? I mean, we know about surgical wait times and all that sort of stuff. Do we know what it is to get in to see an allergist? It depends on the region where you're located and the type of issue or the type of medical concern that's there or allergy that's there. Um, with some things that definitely we can expedite and get them seen by the right person. But in some situations, having to wait 6 to 12 months or even more, depending on where you are, for appropriate testing, might be the reality that you're facing. 
Um, and I imagine if like, we, we're talking about major centers as being the ideal situation, and it's got issues. If you're not in a rural center, the hassle of trying to get to an allergist, I mean, to access the care is another major issue, of course. Absolutely. I mean, we've had to pivot as many subspecialties have during the pandemic and learned about, you know, what we can potentially be able to offer virtually or through telehealth. Um, but in most settings, we would want to see this person in our office to do the appropriate right. testing and evaluations to have them, you know, with the right diagnosis and the right plan moving forward. And allergies, as we know, and like you said, we've all seen this increasing, you know, just in the community. And, you know, if you've got kids in school, you know full well that we're talking about what can be very serious. I mean, life-threatening conditions here, right? This is serious stuff. Uh, life-threatening food allergies are definitely on the rise, not only in children. I mean, there are recent reports that even show adults developing new onset food allergies is going up. But certainly the stakes are higher with the younger ones with infants that can't speak or as you're trying to feed them new foods and having to navigate that without knowing certainly as to whether they're going to be okay doing it or if they're going to be in trouble and you need to act on it. Um, and if you're a patient or if you're a, the yeah. family of a patient, I mean, just the stress of not knowing, this has to be probably their biggest concern. Yeah, absolutely. Not knowing, not knowing what yeah. the next reaction will look like, not knowing what all needs to be avoided and what's appropriate and what's not. If we're talking about specifically food allergies, food is so much part of our culture and our social yeah. and everyday interactions. So it, it tends to extend and exist in every single circumstance that they enter to say, you know, is this safe? Is this reasonable? And am I equipped to handle the consequences? if my child or I have a reaction today. Any idea why? I mean, we know that there's shortages in healthcare right across the board and we're just, yeah. we just don't have as many you know, people as we need. Why, why do you think there might be a shortage in allergists? Any work done on that? Uh, you know, it's a, it's a subspecialty, right? So with all of our subspecialties, I don't think we are much worse or very different from other subspecialties. We are seeing an increase in the reports of allergies across the board and our, our demand is increasing. Our supply is a, an issue. It takes years to train an appropriately trained allergist and get them out there. And our training programs will take time to adjust to increase the amount of enrollment so that we can train more allergists to help more people. You know, it, it's a trickle-down effect, I would say. Is there anything that can be done in the meantime? Like, obviously, we want to try and get people who are, you know, seeking this kind of care as quickly as we can. I mean, are there things that can be done? Or I, I mean, you can't Absolutely. manufacture new doctors, but in the meantime, what can what can patients do? Um, you know what? We, we rely heavily in subspecialty care on the backbone of our health care system. So our primary care doctors, your family doctors, and your pediatricians. So whenever we have somebody that is concerned about allergies, that's your first step is to talk to your doctor, to go in there and review what it is that happened, because they can arm you with a lot of really good information and resources to get you started. And in the interim between, you know, getting that firm diagnosis and where you stand after your first reaction. Talking to your doctor will help you understand kind of what medications you should have available on hand, what things are safe or potentially need to be avoided for a period of time. In Canada, we have probably one of the most robust resources available online. Our Food Allergy Canada is a wonderful nonprofit network that provides a lot of very accurate health information in regards to specifically food allergies. And this tends to be an issue that people really want to 
be well informed about while they're waiting to see an allergist as to what next, what needs to be avoided, and what should safely be able to be given. Yeah, so if you can't access an allergist, at least get started with your GP, if, if you have one. Exactly. <laughs> if you have one, which is, yeah. Yeah, you're right. We all know, we all know, but I appreciate you coming here and shedding some light. And uh, it's just, it's a tough time in healthcare right now. So hopefully things start to get better. We know there's lots of talk. The the premiers are meeting today, doctors. So hopefully we see some things turn around pretty quickly here. But I do appreciate you joining us today. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.